Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to part three of the Goal Crusher Club series. We are breaking down all of the ways that we set goals reach them, make money, and all the fun things in between that we get asked about all the time. And we actually do this with an elite group of entrepreneurs every single month inside the Goal Crusher Club. And if you haven't heard about that before, what are you waiting for? I want you to head right now to goalcrusherclub.com and check it out. But today, let's talk about the fun stuff of getting paid. Yeah, I feel like this is one thing that I see over and over again that that has so much confusion around it. And I want to give you a little break and let you in on what we have used in the past to really help us define how to get paid, what to pay ourselves, what to save, and all of that, and then how it works now, because it is different as our business has grown. Well, and I want to first kind of start this off with like, as fun as it is to get paid, right? Like, hello, making money, cha-chings, being successful, being able to support yourself, your family, whatever from your business. Like that's the dream and that's what we're all working towards. But as someone who has severe anxiety around money, I get the fear of not wanting to pay yourself because you're afraid that that money is either going to disappear, that it's supposed to be allocated to something else, that maybe, I don't know, even this weird, like, I don't deserve that money. And it's hobby money, not business money. Like, I can't actually make a salary from it. So recognize first that there's a big, you know, some mindset funk that it might not ever fully go away. Because trust me, it still feels real weird that I get paid a salary from a business that I created. Like That's so strange to me still. But I remember being like a little baby photographer, right? And that I was just myself and my business and that was it. And feeling like the money from clients that was coming in was not my money. 
somehow, like as weird as that sounds. So just get that like, that's a thing. And we can work through that in other aspects. Definitely go back and listen to episodes with Jessica Ely that we had on around money. But today we're going to provide you actual formulas that you can use to figure out what to pay yourself. Yeah. I remember when I first met Emily, I talked to her a little bit about where she was spending her money, what she was paying herself, etc. And she didn't know. Like It wasn't a matter of had she paid herself or not. Like She just literally had no clue. And like it was just not being tracked appropriately. I'm not really sure. Period. (laughs) I just don't know how you never got audited. Like, it's shocking to me. I know. I'm not the only one. Like, it's so, I don't know. Like, I could talk about just this piece of it for so long because if truly, if it weren't for you and for Parker, our bookkeeper, I still don't know, like, if I would be making money very, like, or very much of it, even if my business was successful. Because to me, there's still this, like, I have to get permission from someone else in order to say, yes, this is your money. And like, I feel like that's where my imposter syndrome kicks in. Like, I rarely have it anywhere else. Like, and I've talked about this before, but when it comes to money in my business and making it, I'm like, mm, that's not mine. Like, it's not real. Yeah. No, I, I see that. And I, I see a lot of people struggle with it. And I've seen again and again, a ton of people who it's not for lack of making money. They just are so scared they're going to mess it up that they don't touch it. And then they get burnt out because they're not being financially re- rewarded for what yeah. they're doing. And there's so many of us that start these businesses when we either have a full-time job. So like I'm going to put this in air quotes, like we don't need the money from the side hustle. But as soon as it starts to become profitable, or maybe there's a consistent income, we still don't take anything from it because we have stability or consistency from somewhere else. Even if our goal is to eventually leave that full-time thing, like we're still struggling to like, okay, what is that teeter-totter? Or some of us like truly, even if you don't have a full-time job, like whatever your family situation is like, maybe you're fine, like living on one income, everything's good. And so that money that's coming in from your business, again, it falls into that like, okay, but we don't necessarily need it. So you feel like you're either just going to spend it all on like businessy stuff or let it sit there. Yeah, I think that's really where I saw you in the beginning as you were relying a lot on your husband's income, not because you needed to rely on it, but that's just what you were doing. Yeah, we were fine on one income. That was his. And then you were purchasing a lot. Like you'd invest in a lot of courses and equipment. Equipment and editing tools. Yeah, 100%. So whether this is you or not, I want to give you a good place to start if you are a sole proprietor. And this is the exact same method Emily and I used in the beginning. Newsflash, we were technically sole proprietors that contracted each other. And I'm not going to get into like how that all worked because it's really irrelevant to you. But just know this is what we were really comfortable with. And it made working feel rewarding. So every dollar that came in got split three ways. 50% would go to us, or in this case, you. 30% would go to savings for taxes. And 20% 
was reinvested into the business, either through marketing, education, ads, materials, contractors, people, mm-hmm. like in all the and other at ways. First, that 20% was literally just like, okay, now we can afford to buy lead pages. And that's it. Okay, now we can pay for lead pages and maybe the a little bit more extensive plan in MailChimp. And that's it. You know, okay, we have our website. That's it. Like it wasn't big. We, I mean, if you guys remember, we didn't spend money on ads or marketing for over a year in the business. And so that 20%, like it wasn't spent on a lot. No, and it kind of just sat there for a while. And then we save up a little bit and use it when we needed it. But it was for the most part, I would definitely say on systems and the 30% on taxes. If this is just your business, like I would keep it in your business account until tax time. We did it a little differently just because of how we were working. Right. But But if this were you and you're a sole proprietor, I would just keep it separate from your personal income so that you're not tempted to use it. When did we start paying quarterly taxes? Was it 2016? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've done two years of it. Yeah. So we didn't do it the first year because we were not making nearly enough. And and you and I didn't get together until September of 2015. And so we truly like 2015 was like Abigail's business, my business, and we 1099 each other. And that was it. Mine was a hot mess. Abby's was not. And then when we got together in September, like just for a little bit of clarity on what was happening... Anything we sold, we were service-based at that time. So anything we sold, we predetermined. Is that a 50-50 split? Is it a 60-40 split? Is it 100% one or the other, like for Abby or for me, based off the different types of projects we were selling at the time? But quickly, from September to January, we went to 50-50 everything. Right. And when she's saying what that split is, we're talking about the split of just the 50%. So if there was a dollar earned, like Emily and I each got 25 cents if it was 50-50. So that's what worked for a long time. And it worked for a lot of different stages of our business. But as we grew, we reached a point in which we started to make enough and and you might get there sooner rather than you think. Yeah, I don't think it's a certain dollar amount for every business. It's more about how you feel about like that chunk of money. And I mean, if you can afford to invest in different systems like payroll. Well, yes, to an extent, but there is a point and you would have to talk to your accountant to be certain on when there's a break-even point. And we've done this for a lot of different situations, but we hit a break-even point where it made sense to switch our business type in order to have different tax implications personally and protect our business in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2017, we switched to a LLC S-Corp. And what that allowed us to do was run payroll and be on salary. So Emily and I all of a sudden became employees of our own business. And then on top of that, we were able to bonus ourselves out based on performance of the company. But the bonuses are taxed differently because of the corporate structure. And it really gives you a nice cushion. Like we made it so Emily and I could quote survive or like live the way we had been living 
on just our salary. Emily had just had a baby. Like her expenses went up significantly. It was like, what do we need for childcare? Like it was very practical. It's like an extra mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, it was just cush. So our payroll, and I think in general, what a bookkeeper and accountant might tell you now, I would definitely check with them about what is quote reasonable because a reasonable payroll is what's required by the IRS. However, like you can't pay yourself a dollar and then bonus yourself out a hundred thousand dollars just because it's taxed differently. Like that's what they're getting you to avoid. Right. So you have to be quote reasonable. However, the IRS does not have any sort of standards on this. And so there can be some iffiness around how that makes sense. So you want to be more reasonable (laughs) than maybe what you think you should be because no one wants to get audited. No, for sure not. That's what you're avoiding. (laughs) For us as quote two CEOs, we, our payroll slash salary is around 50,000 a piece. And that's been helpful because we're staying in the reasonable section but that still leaves room for bonuses. So, and for me, like it makes me feel good. Like that's a great number. Feel good about it. XYZ, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel now the pressure to be like, oh my God, we make this much salary and like TCC has to then perform better. We make that as a base, which is consistent and, and easy for us now. And then based off performance, how hard we want to work, what we want to implement, what we want to do in our business, I can make more on top of that with bonuses. Right, exactly. So in general, our payroll right now is a little bit high for this year. It's around 28%. But I would have your payroll, depending on how your business is growing, be somewhere between 20 and 28. I think 25 is kind of typical. Some people want to push it. But again, it's all about that quote, reasonable number. And I would say typically, you do end up getting around 50% of every dollar you make. It's just about what comes in payroll versus what comes out in bonuses. Yeah. And then I wanted to also add in because I really just learned this recently. A lot of people talk about how when you have more than one employee in your business, like stuff shifts, like you have to offer 401k and benefits and like do all different like protections for that. And since we're a partnership, we don't technically count as two employees because both of us own 50% of the company. And so like, if some people might think that we already have all of those things because there's two of us, but we are still technically the only two employees of TCC, but it's not counted in regards as two employees, if that makes sense. Yeah. And some of those, it varies by state, but some of those stipulations change after you hit five employees. And I think for the majority of you, that's not necessarily something you're worried about. But just keep in mind, when you change tax structures, it's not just a matter of changing how you pay or track your money. But there can be a lot of other things you need to consider. Like for us, we talked about in the how to prepare for kind of the quote into the world, (laughs) like getting all sorts of different types of insurance, and protecting yourself in that regard. And as an LLC, we're protecting our personal assets, quote, automatically. 
But that doesn't mean we're shielding our company from a lawsuit or we won't have someone trip and fall walking into our house. Like there's still things you have to consider. Right. But that's a whole nother thing because our house is not our workplace. Like it is, but it's not a public workplace. So it's different than if you have a brick and mortar place, like the insurance you would need for that is not we don't have to worry about stuff like that because we don't have clients come over. And if Abby falls, I'm just going to push her onto the street so it's not my property. <laughs> I mean, true statement. Like, yeah. It didn't happen. You, you fall often. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm good. Anyway, <laughs> so a little bit about how that works. I think there's this mystery around payroll because... Quite honestly, I knew nothing about it yeah. until I had to set it up. Yeah. Um, when how many of us have done payroll before? Like unless your job was an accountant or right. you worked in corporate and that was your that job from your old job and you said thanks. So I was nervous because payroll sounds great, but then all of a sudden you have to pay taxes and social security and unemployment and all this stuff. And I was, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, how this sounds like a giant hairy mess of paperwork and I do not want to handle it. And Parker, who we've talked about a million times, our bookkeeper mentioned, we look into Gusto, which is a a payroll provider, and they handle a lot of it. And I was like, okay, well, let me look into this. But seriously, if you're running payroll, you need a payroll provider. Yeah, a thousand percent. That's non-negotiable. You have to pay a small fee on a monthly basis, but... Hashtag worth it. Hashtag worth it. They pay all of the things to all of the places Mm -hmm. automatically And you don't have to handle it. And I mean, I definitely had to hunt down paperwork and I definitely had to fill some things out. But for the most part, it was very handheld and very much like as close to done for you as you could get. And I've heard other people who do this manually and I'm like, literally how? No, no, no. So if you're interested in payroll or if you're like, what are you even talking about? Go to the strategyhour.com slash gusto. Over there, you can sign up for a free month to just log in and check it out and see what it's like. I don't know. It's, it's awesome. I can't recommend it enough. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Was it because of our S Corp or just because we became smart that we got our simple? Okay, so we quote became smart. And so okay. our simple IRA is our like investment strategy for retirement, but we withhold part of our paycheck every month to Yeah, so you guys pay like that. when you work for another company, they offer you a 401k, right? I'm, I know you guys have heard of this. And typically companies will offer like some sort of match. And so like if you put some money every month in your paycheck and your company can match that, sometimes up to a certain dollar amount, sometimes it's up to a certain amount of years or percent or whatever, but it's all for retirement. Like it goes into that account and you pull it out. I'm not going to get into like when you can pull it out and the tax structure and all of those things. You can look that up. But for small businesses, oftentimes I feel like that kind of piece gets forgotten and you're just like, oh man, now I can't have a 401k. But you can. Like it's very similar. It has the same purpose. It's definitely different, like structured and percents and like max amounts of what you can put into it per year and all of that stuff. But it's super smart to have. Yeah. So if you have a financial advisor, I highly recommend talking to them. Our financial advisor, I feel like to our benefit is both handling our personal like financial growth structures and our business. And so he's really helped us align what we need to be doing with retirement to make sure it works for our personal lives uh, later down the road. And so a simple IRA is what he suggested for us to get started. There is a couple different kinds and I don't 
I can't remember all the fancy names they have. You would be so disappointed that you don't remember. <laughs> I know I've called one a special K and that is not what it's called. <laughs> now I can't remember what it's called. I always just call it a special K now. It's not that. It's Mm-mm. something K. A big K? No. A s- no. special. It's no, not that's what you just said. It's not special. <laughs> I mean, it is special, though. That's not it. And there's one other one. Super K. Is it a super K? I don't know. I just made that up, too. It's irrelevant. I mean, it's not irrelevant. It's very relevant. But ask someone who actually knows these things and get it set up. We withhold part of our paycheck to go to retirement. And the really cool part is because of the way where our business is structured, the company can match Mm -hmm. it to a certain percentage. Right. And we have it do that, by the way. Yeah. Max out all your retirement options, people. I'm like, girl. But like, let's back up a little bit because I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about what it's like now, but I want to really like feel you who are just starting out and like paying yourself for the first time or... Yeah, you guys have got your accounts synced up on the wave because it's free and that's all you're pulling from and you're reconciling those PayPals and those Etsy charges because they all double charge each other. I remember those days. And so you sit there and like a good boss, you're doing it every single month, right? And you're like reconciling those things and you're keeping track of your receipts and you've got your MileIQ app running. And then at the end of the month or the end of the quarter or the end of the year, you're like, that was a lot of work and I still don't have any money. Because you're not paying yourself. I've heard so many horror stories. We're in tax season right now. It was just what? Tax day was a couple days ago. And so it's like just ended. And so like the sigh of relief from every accountant on earth is starting to finally exhale. And anxiety of entrepreneurs is increasing. And so I've heard so many horror stories this week of people who have realized in the very last minute of the hour that they did not save enough throughout the year. That not only did they not pay themselves enough throughout the year, but based on their opinion and you know maybe how much revenue they have, but they also didn't save enough for taxes. And that is the absolute worst. Well, I think the only worser thing than that is getting audited. And so you can protect both of those things by just using the form. So remember, 50% of every dollar goes to you. goes to taxes and 20% can be reinvested in your business. If you follow that, that can carry you for a long time. Yeah. Now, some of you are going to be in different tax brackets and some of you, it's going to be a little bit more and a little bit less. But for the most part, that's been really helpful. And keep in mind, when you reinvest in things, those are write-offs. And so that's helpful. So here's what I would do for people who seriously still feel overwhelmed about this. A, I mean, you need to be tracking and reconciling. That, like, that's the first thing. You cannot know what to even give yourself or save until you know, like, where the money's coming from and going towards, and and what purposes it serve, right? But at the end of every month, when you're doing that, that's also when you get to pay yourself. You can do this biweekly. You can pay yourself then to kind of treat it like a salary if you want to. But I personally would start it every month, potentially even every quarter, kind of depending on like how often income is coming in into your business. Okay. But I would sit down and reconcile 
And then I would look at your monies and you have your business savings account and your business checking account, right? You can have two or just your business checking and a personal checking and straight up move 50% of that over into your personal checking. Done. You just paid yourself. Yeah. I think people complicate it. Like, how do I do this? You just transfer it. You write yourself a check, like whatever makes sense to get it from one account to the other. But that's quote paying yourself. And then I personally would have another account for taxes because, or have a business savings where, you know, checking savings, whatever you want to allocate it. But I have a hard time like being comfortable spending money because I'm afraid I'm going to spend too much if I don't have what I'm for sure needing to save for taxes in a separate account. So that's what I would do. 50% into your personal checking, 30% into your business tax account. And then what's left in that main account or wherever you want to keep it is what you get to reinvest in your business. So if there's a course you're saving up for a software, a VA, whatever it is, right? That bucket can grow every single month. For sure. And then you feel comfortable buying stuff instead of having that icky anxiety about it. I remember that feeling all too well. Like you buy something because like either you know you need it or you've convinced yourself you need it or it truly like it's a software that's going to help save time or whatever, right? Or VA that's going to help these things. But you get this weird like, but I don't really know if I can afford it. I'm going to just hope that I can get some more clients in next month or sell more of this thing next month in order to be able to continue to afford it. And that is such an icky way of like, welcoming money into your life that I don't want you to continue down that if that's where you're at right now. No, I don't want you to either. And if this all sounds like confusing, I know for a while, because we were a service-based business, our income was very all over the place. Like we would have huge months and little months, but to make it easier on ourselves because we were just mainly clients. Now, if you're doing products, that's a little bit different, but we would get a big check every so often from a client. And so as soon as that check came in, we deposited it and then we immediately got paid. And so we got paid based on when the money was actually there. We weren't prepaying ourselves anything. No, no, ever. Nope. So how would you recommend? Okay, let's just use me as an example. So my side hustle with my art, right? I am at a very, very, I'm going to recognize this privilege. And I love that I'm at this point in my life and business and whatever. I'm at a point where I'm able to explore a hobby that costs money to like buy the paintbrushes and the paint and the canvases and the supplies and blah, 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 before I've like made enough to pay for that. So right now the business is not buying any of those things. I am personally buying those things, but I'm wanting to structure in a way where like I can get I can write those off on taxes and I can do X, Y, Z, like all of it's done for this year, but like hypothetically this new year coming up, right? Tax year. So would you like as a personal, would you say I'm going to write myself a $500 check and put it into my business account and spend that money and then pay myself back? Or how would you structure stuff like that? Yeah, I think if you're doing something where you're going to have like, quote, startup costs, I definitely would consider giving yourself a loan. And you can do it either way. You can do it as a as a sole proprietor. It's technically always your money, regardless of what kind of account it's in. So if you're, quote, giving yourself a loan, it's not something to be paid back because it's still yours. If you're an S-corp or an LLC and you pay the business in as a loan or a line of credit, 
it is no longer yours. It is the businesses. And so they do owe you money. So there is a difference. But you can choose whether you want it to be a loan or an investment. So you could choose to put 500 in and as soon as you make 500, take it back out. Or you could put 500 in and just say, I'm okay personally making this what I need to start up and I'll pay myself when we get there, but I'm not worried about those $500. And I think for most people, that's probably what the yeah. reasonable like situation that's where is. I'm at now. And I didn't even do a loan. I'm just like, since I'm just, that's an escort or that's a sole proprietorship since it's just my small thing, whatever. It hasn't been labeled as anything bigger than that. It's all my, the same money. I do have a separate account for it. So I can see the income of that business separate from everything else. And I buy stuff outside of that account, but I'm transferring money because there's just two checking accounts. So I transfer money to this account and go buy something. And then money from sales go into that account. Yeah. I mean, my suggestion, even if it's technically another personal checking, would be to get a debit card for that checking account so that when you're spending money on supplies that you can immediately subtract it from that account. I've definitely been in the position and I know you have too, where you use a personal credit card because you want the miles or the bonuses or whatever. But if you do that, you need to be tracking it somewhere. Well, and that's when it would make more sense to give yourself a loan because then like you could like, I don't know how you would like really allocate it, but I get the point of wanting to use it on the credit card, but you would have to... I don't know how you would really structure it if you're going to still use the credit card for that. I mean, what we've done is like we gave... So I had a similar situation with oils. And so we gave oils a loan. Well, not, we just invested. We put it in another account. But we still charge a lot of our things on our personal credit card. But Jared will go in and reconcile on like a biweekly or monthly basis. And he'll say, okay, these charges were on our personal credit card and take that money out of the account. But again, that's messy. Like I want you to avoid messy at all costs. And so I would rather you use a debit card for the time being. And when it makes sense, get a business credit card. But you really have to know what your financials are like to even get to that point. Like it took us a long time before we got a business credit card. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? Two years? Yeah. Well, and mostly because there's two of us. And so we needed to be a, a legal partnership in order for us to both be on the card because since we're not married, we like, we could not be on the card, the account, unless we were, married in some other way. (laughs) So we had to do that first. But if since it's just you, like if it's just you and your business, you can definitely get a business credit card sooner. But again, that's a whole different money thing. That is something I knew as a sole proprietor starting out, I should not get because I would not use it wisely. I was not there in a good money space. And so I, I never did. I just had a business checking account and then Abby and I paired and she made me smart. And <laughs> I mean, yay. <laughs> yeah, right. Brian's like, thank God. <laughs> but yeah, know your limits. Know what you can handle, how you spend money and how you do that before you before you go down that route. If you can truly like pay it off every single month and use it for the points, which is what they're supposed to be used for, great, do that. But if you have an inkling that you can't, 
then trust me, what you're saving by not going down that rabbit hole is greater than the points. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. It's a pickle, even if you're responsible. Yes. It can be hard. Like, it's so tempting to be like, oh, I'm just going to spend some money on some Facebook ads over here. Yep. Yep. What if it doesn't pan out? Like, I'm not trying to be the, like, devil's advocate on everything, but... Just be cautious. We want you ultimately to be paid well. (laughs) And like all of the other things will come with time. Like you just have to let it grow. And I would rather you be rewarded for your hard work than you be investing in all of these things that may or may not be worth it. Yep. And I want you to be freaking paying yourself. Even if you just made a couple hundred bucks, like you just made some money. Some of that is yours. Some of it isn't. Some of it's the tax man's. But please, like, reward yourself for doing hard work and pay yourself, okay? Yeah. Well, if all of this sounded like a lot (laughs) and you want help being able to track the growth and profitability of your business, if you want help making wiser decisions setting goals and executing on them. We'd love to see you inside our brand new membership community. We already have some amazing women inside there. And I'd love for you. Almost a hundred faces. What? I know. I'd love for you to be next. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.